I have one question to start off, and that is, is Jesus enough? Just let that sit. Is Jesus enough? Maybe you feel lonely, or you just, you've been going through some struggles. You might even feel like spiritually empty in a way. You might feel like God does not see you. You feel like God is, his presence is not with you. But do you have faith that Jesus is enough? So we heard in the scripture that Jackson read um, that we will be covering the feeding of the 5,000. And a lot of people, when they look at this story, they think, okay, cool. Jesus fed 5,000 people and their wives and their kids, which estimated around 15,000 people. He fed those people with five loaves and two fish. But what we struggle to realize is, as you saw in the video, the struggle of belief that anything could be done from the disciples. And they, they had this huge problem, and they didn't know where to look. They thought, okay, only thing we can do is send the people home, when in reality, their provider of everything they could need was right in front of them. All they needed was to look to Jesus and just ask. So my first point is the struggle of faith. In verses 13 through 15, it says, When Jesus heard about it, he withdrew from there by boat to a remote place to be alone. When the crowds heard this, they followed him on foot from the, from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd, had compassion on them, and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples approached him and said, This place is deserted and is already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. So I just want to give a little background first. In verse 13, it says, when Jesus heard about it. What is the it? So not long before, John the Baptist was arrested by Herod for publicly displaying that Herod's marriage to his wife was not lawful. And Herod did not like this. He put, him, he put John the Baptist in prison. And so later on, Herod has his birthday party, and his daughter pleases him and the crowd very much. And Herod tells her that he will give her anything she wants. And so she goes to her mother, and her mother tells her to request John the Baptist's head on a platter. So Herod did not have any choice but to behead John. So that's what we see Jesus mourning about. He, Jesus goes to be by himself to be with God. And when he comes down and comes back to shore, he sees all these crowds that have followed him, and he has compassion on them. He doesn't sit in his sorrow, in his mourning, but he heals the hurting when he himself is hurting. That, that's just beautiful. The God that we serve and love and the God that loves us, he heals us even when he himself is hurting. And moving on to verse 15 when it says that uh, the disciples, they approached him and told 
uh, Jesus to send the people away because they didn't have any food to give them. And so right here in this verse, we are introduced to the struggle of belief that the disciples have. And so the disciples, instead of going to Jesus and asking, is there anything you can do? Because we ourselves know that we cannot do anything about this problem. But they go to Jesus telling him what to do. They don't ask questions. They go straight to him telling him what to do. I don't know about you. I could never tell Jesus what to do. That would scare me a lot. I'm not going to lie. But the disciples, they go straight to him and tell him what to do because of the lack of belief that they have. And so instead of going to him and asking and seeking for the Lord to provide, they sit and complain, basically. And so we, as humans, we like to look from the human perspective. But when we have faith, God allows us to see from the perspective he has. And we see that so much more can be done. We see that if all we have to that we see that all we have to do is look to our provider and he will give us what we need if we truly truly believe that he can in mark 9 it talks about how a father brought his demon possessed son to jesus and he says in verse 23 and 24 jesus said to him if you can everything is possible for the one who believes immediately the father of the boy cried out, I do, help my unbelief. Do you struggle with belief? Or do you have faith that God will provide for you? So my second point is the test of faith. In verse 16 and 17, it says, they don't need to go away, Jesus told them. You give them something to eat. But we only have five loaves and two fish, they said to him. So in verse 16, Jesus is telling the disciples that they don't need to send the people away and that they themselves should feed these 15,000 people. And again, just imagine being one of the disciples and Jesus telling you to feed 5,000 plus people with five small loaves of bread and two fish. Like, I would sit and stare at them and tell them, you're, you're crazy, I, this cannot be done. But in this moment, Jesus is testing the faith of the disciples. And he's asking them to pull off this huge task that he knows they cannot do. He knows they cannot do, them, do this on their own. He is looking for the disciples to look to him. He wants them to come to him. He's inviting them in to, so that he can provide for them. And they just, the disciples, they were so worried about the amount of food that they had present with them, but they didn't think about the amount of food that God could provide for them. In Philippians 4.19, 
It says, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So sometimes we ourselves, we go through struggles that we think there's nothing that can be done to get us to the side that we want to be, get us where we want to be. And, but God, he will give us just a little, you could say nugget of hope that he can do something, but he wants us to look for it. He wants us to strive to find what he is putting in front of us to find. And so here's an illustration. Think, uh, this is kind of weird, but pretend you're a fish. Pretend you're a fish in a little pond. You're swimming around just looking for food because that's what fish do. And you are absolutely starving and you think that you will not even last through the night. And so there's a fisherman on the bank. He's casting in his line. He really wants to catch this fish. And you as the fish, you're down in the pond. You look up and you see this food in the water and it clicks. This is my chance. This is my chance to get the food that I have been desiring so much and longing for. And what I want you to realize from this is that Jesus, he's the fisherman on the bank throwing you the food and the hope that you needed. He he is giving you this little nugget of hope. All you have to do is look for it. All you have to do is go and strive for what God can provide for you. He is our provider. And so Jesus, he tests our faith to see if we believe that he is the provider. He tests our faith to see if we will look to him instead of relying on our own strength to fix the problem. And so my third point, it's going a little fast, but we'll live. So verses 18 through 21, they say, bring them here to me, he said. Then he commanded the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate and was satisfied. They picked up 12 baskets full of leftover pieces. Now those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So backtracking just a little bit, we've seen how the disciples have continued on and on and on doubting that anything can be done about their problem they have right in front of them. And Jesus tells them that they don't need to send the people home and that they themselves should feed them. But then we see in verse 18 that Jesus tells them, bring them here to me. That verse speaks so much in so little. It says, it's telling us that no matter how much we have, it can be, the, it can be five loaves of bread and two fish to feed 5,000 plus people. But we just have to have the faith that God can use the little bit that we have. 
We have to believe that there is a God bigger than the problems in front of us that we have that can provide a way through. So, when, so we see later that after verse, 19, uh, verse 18, it goes straight into Jesus commanded the crowds to sit down and he, ble- and he blessed the food. The disciples didn't ask any questions. In the middle of their unbelief, they went straight to God and they just handed it over. They didn't ask the questions in the middle, okay, what are you going to do about this? What, what's your plan? They gave it straight to him. They had the faith that Jesus could do what only he can do when there's this big problem that they are having. And so this, where they don't ask any questions, they give the food straight to him, this is their act of obedience. And Jesus, in, through this act of obedience that the disciples had, they, Jesus, he blessed not only the 5,000 plus people in the crowd, but also he blessed each of the disciples individually with the 12 baskets of food that were left over. Through their faith, he not only fulfilled what the disciples wanted to be fulfilled, but he gave them more. Jesus doesn't leave us satisfied with what we have, but he gives us more. And in the middle of our struggles, God calls us to have faith. And just like the disciples who didn't ask any questions, God God wants us to not have any doubt. He wants us to immediately give to him what he is offering to take off our shoulders. He's offering to take that weight that we have carried for so long and provide a way through. And we have to, you can't just have faith without following it with obedience. Faith, as it says in James 2.17, in the same way faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. You Faith and obedience cannot be just by themselves. You can't obey but have no faith. You can't have faith but then not obey. You have to follow faith with obedience. It is the proof of your faith. And so we see that these faith and obedience are very, very connected. And you could say maybe fill in the blank, whatever you want, but... For example, you have a bad habit that you cannot break, and you bring it to Jesus. You have faith that he can, he can provide a way through, but if you don't put in the work to break this habit, where are you going to get? Your faith meant nothing if you did not follow in obedience. You will sit. You sit back and think, okay, God's God. He will get me through this by himself. There's nothing I need to do. Just trust him. But in reality, if you don't follow in that obedience that he calls us to have, your faith means nothing. So again, faith, obedience is the proof of our faith. And so my final thoughts for you are, I'm going back to the question I asked in the beginning. 
is Jesus enough? Is he enough for you? Or maybe you're struggling with just, in general, having faith, and you're struggling just in your day-to-day life, and you don't think anything can be done. Maybe you're in a time where Jesus is testing your faith, or maybe you're sitting back in your faith, but not acting in obedience. If this is you, in a minute, I'm going to pray us out, and I want you to just sit. Sit and let God speak to you and tell you what area you're struggling with. Just listen. Sit and listen. And maybe you're new to this whole church thing or you've been coming for a while, but you've never taken that leap of faith that God calls to have. You don't have faith that what God has to offer is bigger than your problem. The God that we serve and the God that loves us is so much bigger than any problem you can have. He loves you, has compassion on you. He heals your burdens. But do you have faith that he can? Do you have the faith that Jesus is enough?